whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy some of the finest man-made creations on Earth, whiskey. So, Brant, it's time to come back down. I've been waiting out of the, all day. Out of the real world into the into the fine world. I've been here. waiting all day to walk down that, that old crooked wooden staircase to the speakeasy. And uh, tonight we have, uh, we welcome back our special guest, Josh Wozni. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that staircase is a doozy. Uh, yeah, it, it is. You know, <laughs> normally, normally it's it's fine because you only have to go down it sober. Going up, it's easy. <laughs> Come down sober, go up, go up. You know, crooked. Well, you can use your hands to help. I guess you got a point. Yeah, we got a handrail for help going up. <laughs> uh, but tonight we uh, we wanted to uh, come down and do a little short pour with our friend Josh, uh, who joined us uh, a while ago for our uh, for our Lafroig and Lagavulin, our Isla section. Uh, but tonight we're gonna drink a little bit of uh, Elijah Craig Small Batch. I, I told Jeeves bring over something fun, bring over something award winning for our guest, and this is the twenty nine or twenty eighteen whiskey of the year. According to Jim Murray, so this is the best of the best. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to thank Jeeves or fire him. But we'll find out. Can we bottle it down? Well, fortunately, this isn't terribly hard to hard to find. No, no, it's not. But the beauty of this is so. Uh, for for those of us who you know, for those of you who've listened to the show, we've talked a little bit about Elijah Craig here and there. Elijah Craig is a solid, solid brand of, uh, of bourbon, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, that can be found readily available. Now, their, their main, I guess their main love, their main, uh, their main chick, was the small batch 12-year-old, which won whiskey awards and was world-renowned. But then they took the 12-year statement off of that bottle. And kind of made it just a regular. It was just Elijah Craig small batch. They said it was similar enough to the flavor profile. They didn't need to put the age statement on. But it does make you think about it. Brant, I can honestly say, I'm looking at our bottle here that Jeeves brought over. The 12-year-old statement is back on this one. Is it now? Wait, wait 12 years. Yep, on the side. Oh, wow. It, does, it is on the, on the side. <laughs> so they kind of disguise it. They don't really want to. They don't blare that. Yeah, they don't want to tell you. They don't blare that out in front. But this is their barrel proof. So this is uncut, straight from the barrel. It's hot, guys. This is 131.4, 65.7% alcohol. And we're drinking batch C918. So uh, I'm going to pour you guys some here. I won't be stingy. Don't worry. Jesus is sitting there at the bar. 
like giving me the stink eye right now because he brings like we talked about on last uh, on the last show pour. Uh, for these ones, Jeeves kind of picks out what we should taste and what we want to what he thinks we should drink. So I, I think we'll probably thank Jeeves for this one. So um, this this comes from uh, from Heaven Hill Distilleries. No secret. Yep. Heaven Hill. No secret in that, um, which they make, you know, a ton of good product, but um, it's a pretty massive distillery. Tons, tons of rick houses and stuff laid down. It's uh, it's right next door to um, Willet. I want to say same group, uh, same group or conglomerate owns both. If not, they are eerily uh, close to close to each other. <laughs> Seven Hill, they also make Cabin Still, Elijah Craig, Evan Williams, Fighting Cot, McKenna is made there. Mm-hmm. Old Fitzgerald, there you go, Old Fitzgerald, Parker's Heritage, that's the big the big one. So, it doesn't say Willet. I don't think they are the same one. Willet's like literally in the same like field, which is crazy. Um... Deep Eddie Vodka's made there. That's crazy. Hypnotic. Now, Will, Willet is Nelson's. private. That's the family. What's Willet? Willet is still held by the family, the Willet family distillery. I mean, Heaven Hill Brands is going to have everything from Larceny to McKenna, uh, Old Fitzgerald, Pikesville, Rittenhouse, which is one of my favorite ryes for uh, for cocktails that we, we talked about on our short pour with the classic cocktails. Heaven Hill is not a bad brand. You, you know, they make a lot of whiskey. Some of it actually ends up in other distilleries. They they sell whiskey to be uh, to kind of uh, source out. Heaven Hill uh, is the seventh largest alcohol supplier in the United States and the second largest holder of bourbon whiskey inventory in the world. Largest, I don't doubt that. I mean, they're big. Largest independent, family-owned, and operating producer and marketer of distilled spirits in the United States because they do more than they do more than just bourbon. Bourbon's obviously the the big the big suit here, but they do way more than than bourbon. Uh, that's kind of what puts them on the map, uh, the map for that. Uh, and they're the only large family-owned distillery company headquartered in Kentucky, not counting Brown Foreman, uh, which is right. publicly tr- publicly traded, but more than two-thirds family-controlled, or Sazerac, which is family-owned but headquartered in New Orleans. So exclude those mm-hmm. two. Uh, Heaven Hill is the top the top dog. Now, yeah, I can tell you, Brown Foreman, um, without a doubt, has more whiskey laid down um, laid down in the USA, but. The majority of that, the mass majority of that, is in Tennessee, not in Kentucky, because it's with it's with Jack Daniels. Yeah, they're um, the biggest. They have, I learned this weekend, they have, if they stop producing whiskey today, they have 25 years of Jack Daniels Black laid down. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of JD. That is a yeah, lot. That's 50, 15 million cases a year, so... Do that, do that math. They got 25, 25 years of 15, 15 million cases. It is quite insane to that see. That is huge production. Quite insane. <laughs> quite insane. And, you, and you know what's funny? You when you're at the distillery, you can't drink a drop. Yeah. So crazy thing, which I mean, Scott and I'll go, go into more detail about this, but crazy thing is, is they, um, it's kind of like they kept this this dry county thing alive since prohibition um it's kind of like i guess um 
a living montage to, to that part of bourbon history, but they kind of keep realizing, shit, we're losing out on a fuckload of revenue. So they consistently kind of tweak it to say, oh, we can sell bottles at the distillery, but they're collectibles. We don't intend for you to drink. <laughs> we don't intend for you to drink these. They're collectibles. And oh, if you paid for you pay for a tasting, uh, you know we're giving you um, a sampling of our production process, not a taste of whiskey. You know whiskey. A, wh- a taste of whiskey. So they bend the legislation to kind of to get around it. But loopholes on loopholes. Yeah, you can't go anywhere in the county and and actually drink liquor. Can drink beer and wine, can't drink liquor. All right, so uh, so Brent, let's let's take some smell on this, Ben. Oh man, geez, geez, freaking walked back to the bar and forgot to pour mine, man. Let's talk about the. I, guess I, was, I, was, ta- I was talking too much. <laughs> let's talk about the color, though. It's really, really nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it red. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is like yeah. some of the darkest whiskey you'll find. It's a rich mahogany. Yep, it's leather-bound it books and rich mahogany. <laughs> it's, a, it's very dark. It's, this is Ron Burgundy Red. <laughs> yes. Ooh. This is a dark, dark whiskey. I mean, this is black coffee in the morning, dark whiskey in the evening, kind of. <laughs> oh, and it smells Jesus. like oh, sweet God. caramel. You know what? I You mm. can't... Sm- Honestly, on the nose, I can't tell this is 131 proof. It does not have the alcohol burn. I agree. I mean, on, on very first smell, there's some ethanol there, but... Past, it's not 131. Yeah. Pass that over, and all I get is just... Sweet... Sweet corn and vanilla. Maple. Cherries. Maple, yeah. A little bit of apple, too. Little tiny bit of apple. I'm gonna tell you, it's right on the borderline of burning your eyes on the smell, though. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It, it does have, it does have some heat when you first put your nose in there. Definitely does. But the, but the fruits, the fruits really disguise the, the high proof, though. Oh, you take a deep whiff, and yeah, you're gonna burn some nostrils. <laughs> you really stick your nose in there. Yeah, this is not a whiff of our scent of hazelnut. It's a scent of hazmat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that high. it's not that bad. It's it's up it's, there. It's got I don't know. I feel like this is disguised really well by the fruitiness and the, the, the sugars. Man, if you dig into it, if you nose in the glass though, yep. it's it makes you wanna it makes you wanna pull away. It'll open your sinuses if you stick your nose in there. Maybe that's where I like it. I, I also I also <laughs> love wasabi. That's exactly the effect I get when I stick my nose in that glass. Uh, the bottle Jeeves had procured for us is the last and final release of 2018. Um, yeah, September, I think it is. Uh, so they all have, they have batch numbers on it. The batch is kind of the quarter that it was done in, or the um, they basically do three batch years. So it's A, B, or C, kind of indicating which kind of time frame it is. The second number is a single digit. That's the month. So nine for this one, and the A, the last two is is the year. So this is 18. So C918. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah, September 18, it's a 12-year-old. That means this was distilled in 2006. On the nose, really really sweet, rich oak, maple, caramel. Very excited to dive into this one. Yeah. So let's get some let's get some taste on it. Well, it's hot. It's, There's the heat. 
it's not as hot as I was ex wait hold on a second yes it is oh it's hot man <laughs> it's hot on the it's hot on the taste here's the, here's the thing I find if I sip it on the, the front tongue the front of my tongue and I hold it on my tongue it has no heat it's not until mid mid and rear tongue that I get that I get any heat any heat on this at all front of my tongue it's super smooth it's floral it's cherry it's almost like single single malty but creamy and then when I draw it across I get heat and then I get the big splash of bourbon oak bourbon vanilla yeah. that that kind of thing the front end is kind of the front end is misleading uh, almost did you guys get that it almost it almost dried your mouth a little bit because there was so much alcohol. Yes, and that's the that's the wood oak notes. Yeah. It, it, look, this one is like Brand said, floral on the front. As you move it back, that's where you're going to get the heat. It is a it is <laughs> it's a desert heat almost. It's definitely not as hot as I expected, but it definitely requires taking a sip of water in between each sip. It definitely has some burn, but it is not as hot as some that I've had that are less proof. But I feel like it fades fast. Um, but man, I don't know. I guess it's, you know, like I said, not not knowing the way the the tongue works, but once again, did it again, and I just I don't have the, the immense heat and alcohol burn, uh, just pure barrel-proof burn on the front of my tongue. But as I draw it back, boom, it's it's like, boom. It's It sticks. I think the um, the finish lingers on this one. It, it's got that like spicy, oaky wood note that lingers for quite a while. Um, the fruit notes kind of on the finish. The fruit notes come as your tongue adjusts to the the blast of oak and heat. I mean, the the oak is prevalent. Uh, there's no joke about that. It's very prevalent. Yes. Whatever barrel char they use, this is probably a four. Bordering on a five barrel char. Yeah. It's pretty oaky. It's definitely spicy if you let it sit for a while after you you drink it. There's a spice and and there's a sweetness that also hides on the back of your tongue. When when that alcohol burns subsides, there's a sweetness there. It's a lot of oak flavor. Um, a lot of oak flavor. I mean, this rivals the the proof and the sweetness and the oak on stag. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty, it, it actually it's pretty good compares to to Stag Junior for me, and I love Stag Junior. Yes. Yeah, if you like if you like hot whiskey, Stag Junior's right up there. But it's got this one. This one, I think, this one has a little more fruit on it. I think. Um. It's got more of that cherry that something like Booker's has. It's it's definitely Elijah Craig small batch, what used to be the twelve year old, and I call their regular release, but on a little bit of like PED, not like full blown Barry Bonds PED, more like <laughs> Rafael Palmero PED. You know, the more I drink this, the the less heat that comes, and the more I can taste the complexity of flavors and. Yeah, your mouth these does need to get adjusted to this. It is good. All right. I'm splashing water in this thing. Mm. And probably a little more than usual. <laughs> probably a good idea. All right, let's see. I did I did five pretty big drops of water. Yeah, I did I did a good I did a good squeeze of that bottle. It still smells hot. <laughs> it's yeah, man. 
still hot. But and the it, nose has got more. The nose has got more smoothness, more smooth vanilla, and I get more oak. Yeah, the smooth vanilla cherry that is there. I get more oak. The the oak is going to become more prevalent because the wood notes are going to the oil from the wood notes are going to really come to the front. So if you hold it on the front of your tongue, like Brant said, and kind of process it for a second, and then move it to the back, that burn is gone. Yeah, much less burning. Yep. More more oily, actually. This is a uh, 75 corn, 13 rye, 12 malted barley mash bill. Super high, I mean higher corn, not super high corn, but high corn. Pretty high corn. So it's a traditional traditional bourbon, uh, bourbon build. I think it's why you still get some of that sweet floral, um, you know, notes in the nose and the palate on this. Um, but it's tough, like I said, it's tough to do... So bad, I want to do like a Kentucky chew and just swash us around like mouthwash, but it's it's just telling me not to do that because it burns pretty hot. I just half did it and it's it's quite. It's a little. You're right. It's a little too hot for that. <laughs> yeah, you can't let this one. I mean, I think you need to let it linger more to the front, so that your mouth, the heat from your mouth, actually burns off some of that alcohol to kind of bring that sweetness out to it. Um, Don't put it on your gums. No, don't put it on your cups. <laughs> it's not Listerine, although it's got the same alcohol content as Listerine. Probably so, yeah. I just killed all my gingivita. <laughs> uh, as far as like bourbon proof goes, or barrel proof goes, this one, it's up there for a good value and readily available. I just don't know if this is one that I could I could comfortably drink, you know, neat or without water or... Like I just want to have this on a big ass cube and just yep. let it like, I want to swirl. I want to swirl it and sip it, swirl it and sip it, and just let it keep diluting and keep diluting and keep diluting. I mean, I, I, I don't want to lose that flavor of it neat, but man, it's just one thirty one is is it a kinda, lot to handle. It's a lot of oak. It kind of makes the hairs on the back of your neck just stand up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like it oof. does. It's like oof. But it Jeeves is literally over at the bar, kind of giggling like a schoolgirl right now. I'm telling you, though, like, dude, I, my front gums, it's still, yeah. like, the heat is still lingering. Like, it is just, it's, it's... I really felt, feel like I swished with some Listerine. And I'm not saying that this tastes bad, because this tastes wonderful it's when oak, you get through the heat. Oak-flavored, oak-flavored Listerine. <laughs> no, you know, Josh is right. This tastes wonderful. This is a wonderful whiskey. It's a wonderful bourbon, and you're not getting into that barrel-proof range for, you know, uh, uh, that that I would say that Stag or uh, William LaRue goes into any of those, like, antique ranges. You're not getting high up there for barrel-proof that this one gets. So what do y'all think is the most prominent flavor so I'm gonna task you to take one more one more sip front to back on your own your own way front to back what's the one most you know prevailing flavor and it could be very broad and very general but what do you taste the most the most of um, through the through, you know in this so on those like you know like I talked about on the last show that 33 glasses of whiskey tasting chart. They've got that whiskey wheel, the flavor wheel. The wood note on this one, the oak note, is the most prevalent. Hundred fucking percent. I, I would absolutely agree. It is like like chewing on 
that part of the barrel. Do you remember when, when Tommy Boy gets hit in the face with a two by four? <laughs> that's what this that's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a two by four of rich burnt oak to the face. But you know what? I love it. I really enjoy it. I pulled out of this for a second and I can't really get it again, but almost like I almost smelled soy for a minute. Which is fucking weird, yeah. I mean, I get the apples, the cinnamon, the orange. I don't know why my why my brain why my brain went there, but no, I get it dude, because there's a tangy dude. saltiness if you just pass by just the certain. It's definitely it's definitely odd, but just had it hit for a, a second. So after that oak, I would there are some some caramel and some fruitiness that's in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> it, it's just there's so much oak. Don't get me wrong, this is. I really enjoy that oak. When, when I'm going in for a bourbon that has a lot of oak, this is what I want in it. But the the heat is so f- forward in it. It's 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 hot. I I definitely get a lot of vanilla and some of those like orange and maple and sugary fruits to this. But the heat and the oak really gives it gives it a punch for my tasting notes on this for the nose I put oak for the taste I put mm-hmm. oak for the finish I put oak <laughs> I mean this is literally the the woodiest which like I said I still even though I think that that over is like overpowering crazy in this I mean, you know, which makes me believe that this was probably a 12 year sat in the top of the Rick House, super angel share, soaked in, you know, barrel. Um, oh, this is this is like top top couple racks of the Rick House in uh, the fucking middle of the Rick House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it, it's like saturating the barrel. But I'm telling you, I could put this in a big rocks glass with a large cube, a freaking yeah, meaty yep. two ounce pour, and just swirl. I could sip on this for half an hour to an hour and just and just sip and swirl this um, and be and be content on a big puck of ice would be yeah this would be perfect Brent I dare say this would probably make a damn good old fashioned mmm I was gonna because you're gonna get would, some of that orange this would be so this would be one where there's you know you have the different styles this would be one where I would make simple syrup in the glass yes give it more to give it more water and you know dilution before I put Mm -hmm. before I put this bourbon you know sometimes I do old fashioned I just either spoon sugar or use a sugar cube but this I would literally probably muddle a sugar cube with water warm water in the bottom of the glass um so first so if you're if you're gonna if you if you wanna make this one in an old fashioned here's here's what I would recommend uh, and you can go back to our, our short pour on the classic cocktails and listen to that. This one, I would take the orange peel, okay? And I would actually put that in the glass, pour the sugar on it, and muddle that sugar around the orange peel. And then squirt a little bit of water in there to kind of like dilute the uh, dilute the sugar a little bit and make that simple syrup. And then I would put the bitters in there and then a big cube of ice. Because I think this needs a lot of water to make this, to draw out those sweet flavors and, and kind of mute those oaky flavors. But I think this can make a good old-fashioned because you've got that, that really forward oak note, the forward barrel note, 
with the with the sweet vanilla, the citrus, and the maple hiding in the back, the fruit playing in the back, that your tongue is going to get used to once you once you put all these these ingredients together. Kind of want to do that now. I uh, but Jeeves Jeeves stole the bottle back. He put it back on the shelf. Might actually take it a step further from what you said. And I'm not usually a fan of muddling fruit in there, but I may drizzle a little of the Luxardo juice in with the sugar before I. Wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, it wouldn't a hurt. A little bit of that cherry juice in there, I think, would probably just kind of add that See, touch. I could, I could take the juice, um, but. I, I'm not a I'm not a muddled I don't like m- stringy fruit so I'm not a yeah. muddled fruit in my uh, in my old fashioned but I could see I could definitely strain some of the juice in there I'd be yeah. all about that I'd be all about I would I mean honestly I'd say um, almost instead of muddling the 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 rind I'd be for a good old half half cut orange like just meaty, juice, juice wedged in there yep. a meaty wedge a meaty just wedge. juiced in there <laughs> yeah maybe juiced in there and then and then muddle a simple syrup with that kind of fresh OJ almost so uh, push the thousand thousand ways you can make this happen I, oh yeah I would almost um cause I've, I've been a fan of using the Aztec chocolate bitters in things like this too you add a little bit of the cherry juice oh this would go well yes very well. A little bit of cherry juice, a little bit of the Aztec chocolate, and you've got a chocolate-covered cherry oak. Just, yeah, it, it's like a... Now, I gotta say, yeah, for the average listener, it's gonna sound like we're hating on this high proof, but I'm really not. Like, this is not 1792 rocket fuel, because I think there's some sweetness there underlying that needs to be brought out. But honestly, I really do dig this one. No, I agree. There's there's yeah. flavors there's flavors all over this that are that are beautiful. Brent, give me a score on this. I give it a ninety. I mean, it's where it needs to be. I mean, it's it is it's beautifully done. It's it's a great tasting bourbon. Um, I don't. I, I think it scores a ninety versus. And I'll tell you, I basing it off of us. I, I scored single barrel E H Taylor ninety two two points more. Um, you know, cut to a hundred proof, but single barrel. Um, I don't. I give it a little lesser of a score because it is so damn oaky and it doesn't have some other things that I want to be prevalent in the taste of bourbon. Not because it's a super hot 131, you know, 31 proof, but just um, man, it is. It is mega, mega oaky. Uh, at least this particular batch is. And I, Scott, I'll tell you. I'll preface this with before I opened or before Jeeves opened this one today the only one that I had tasted before was uh, May 2017 which was a little mm-hmm. less a little less proof it was still 130 proof uh, it was a 2017 which was from the year that this actually won bourbon of the of the year 2017 yeah, yeah bourbon of um, the year and I think that I feel like that batch tasted better um, I do feel like that batch tasted, tasted better because I remember opening in that and going holy shit this is amazing this one didn't give me all of that so i made i did make notes in my book that it was uh c918 we taste tonight i'm gonna go back and taste the other one uh, and just kind of compare yeah um all right josh give me some give me some notes on this now you've had some high proof <laughs> bourbons yes give me an give me a number on this one well before the water i'm gonna give it an 87 Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still really well within the range of something that I really, really like. 
Um, after the water, I'm going to go right with Brant and give it a 90. It, 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 it may be an 89, but a 90 is a good round number. I think if I tried it in an old-fashioned with some of the cherry juice and some of the bitters and I made my own simple syrup in there, I could pull some of those other flavors out and I could see it. I, I can taste them in there, but I can definitely see that there's still some some heat and things in front of it. If it was just slightly less on the on the alcohol, I could bump that up from an 87, 90, you know, range probably to 90 to 92, you know, with and without water. But 87 without water and 89 to 90 with some water. Yeah, I I think I'm probably right around with you guys. I'm now, originally, I called this one a 92 when I first tasted it. Um, only because I really, you know, look, I'm a, I drink black coffee, and when I make coffee, it's like two scoops of coffee per cup of water. It's it's bold. I drink bold shit, okay? I, I'm the same way. Would you? I, I have an Nespresso. I, yeah, I got that too. Same thing. I mean, you give me some Cuban coffee, I'm happy with that. You give me some, you know, really, really dark espresso roast, put a little tiny bit of lemon peel on that, I'm, I'm drinking that straight. This one to me is a is a 91, I think. Uh, I'm going to settle with a 91 on this one. I really like it. The oak notes are, are prevalent. It's got that high proof, but that high proof is kind of masked by the fruits and the sweet vanilla and the corn. Uh, I'm, I'm very much in love with this whiskey. I can see why this won Whiskey of the Year. Because, I mean, if you talk about other whiskeys that get into this price range, or get into this, like, barrel range, okay? You're talking Stag, Stag Jr. Booker's. Booker's. LaRue Weller. LaRue Weller. All of those are going to be over $100. Yeah. Shit, Willet, this, Willet Family Bourbons. I mean, you, yeah, you're talking the creme de la creme super premium when you're going. I mean, especially age statement and barrel proof, that's fucking massive. I mean, uh, Stag Jr. has no age statement on it. No. You know? Well, um, I imagine it's around like 8 to 10. Probably, yeah. You know, but you but uh, you look at, um, I mean, George T. Stag doesn't have an age statement every year either. But they, but they tell you what it is per year, and it's usually 17 to 18. Correct. But they're not stamping it, they're not stamping it on the bottle f- as advertisement. Right. I will say, before this, Stag Jr. was probably my favorite of the barrel proofs. I think I like this maybe a little more because of the accessibility of it. I'll say, I'll say with that, Josh, I've never actually seen Stag Jr. I, no, I've seen it once. In the wild, I've never seen it. This I've seen all the time. Yeah, I've never seen it on the shelf. My my local whiskey uh, place that's got over 500 bottles has a couple bottles of it, um, and when they disappear, they disappear. But I've never seen it on the shelf, um, so it's kind of a unicorn, you know, for me, which made it sort of more rare. But I think as far as the accessibility goes with this, I would definitely rate it higher than than that, just for my personal, you know, drinking preferences. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. All of those, even Stag Jr., Stag, what is, Brent, what does Stag Jr. usually run you? 60, 70 bucks. That's where this lies. About $68 for this bottle of whiskey. Yeah, I mean, 60, 70 bucks, but when you talk about 
true retail price for LaRue or, or you know, real GTS, Jorsey Stag. I mean, real retail price for that should be anywhere between 110 to 125 at the at the most true true retail price. I mean, secondary mm-hmm. market secondary market it gets crazy. Oh yeah, it gets way crazy. Same thing. I mean, Willets um, younger bourbons are going to be retailing in the mid you know mid 150s probably 120s. I mean, um, those get up there. Booker's. Uh, no age statement. Um, going to be in the same price range though. It's going to be for the, for Booker's quarterly or you know five times a year or whatever they're doing now. I think they're doing eighty to ninety. Yeah, I mean eighty eighty range is 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 about it. Um, so you you're going to get a high proof on this for sixty five to eighty or sixty five to seventy dollars. It's a pretty good bargain for a high proof. I would and a good high proof. Not like sure. you could. You can get 1792 foolproof, but that's hot, and that's probably about six to seven years. Actually, no, I think they said it was about ten years is what their general range is, but still pretty hot and very, very rich in alcohol. Uh, this one is very oaky. I like it, but it is definitely one for the, uh, the bold palette. you got to have a bold palette for this one. I, I enjoy it. I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, it just definitely have to be ready for that that hair to stand up on the back of your neck. You know, the first couple of drinks. But yeah. Uh, I, so look, uh, you know, we, we we had this one. It was very good. Uh, go check it out and give your review over at the uh, BSEA Facebook group, uh, www.facebook.com/groups/bseapodcast. That's where you're going to find where we kind of hang out, share what we're drinking, share what we found, and give some rates and reviews. Like, give your give your rate and review on there of, of whatever we're drinking or whatever you're drinking, and let us know what you think. Uh, but also, uh, over at the Magic Meltdown, you can get our glassware, get our uh, our swag, t-shirts, pillowcases, tapestries, right, right, Brian? Tapestries. We have many tapestries. <laughs> uh, you can get phone cases, notebooks, sweatshirts. Uh, but most importantly, if you want to go over there, we have a t-shirt that is double-sided. So yeah, you got to select the classic t-shirt and whatever color you want. You want it in pink? Go ahead. Graphite gray? It's there. White? Whatever. But... Those t-shirts will have the BSEA logo on the front, the monocle mustache. And then on the back, it's got a bourbon bottle, and it's got our our, uh, our motto, and it's got our club mission statement. So go check it out. Go over to uh, our, our our supplier, that is uh, the Bermudan supplier that we got, uh, net, and you can check out the t-shirts and the glassware over there. I think um, I just had an idea. Mikey needs to make a uh, bourbon box blind taste test instead of bird box. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I get it. I got it. I got it. I. You know what? That would be fun. It, if we can make a little box with two empty vials that you buy and you fill up at your own house and send it to your friends... 
No, they're empty. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, empty, empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're empty bottles, and you put them in. You put whatever two whiskeys you want, and send it to your friends. And say, you tell me what you get, and I'll tell what tell you what you got. You buy an empty box with two vials, and you send it to us. <laughs> you send your whiskey to us, and we'll try to tell you what it is. What it is. That's true. Yeah. Send it to Brant. Remember, he said he had he had some. He got a he had to share. And and look. I will say, if there is, look, we, we, we've actually been fortunate to um, to receive a, a couple of vials. We are going to be tasting those on the show as we go forward. We'll do some short pours with the vials that some of our BSE members have sent us. We've got, Brant, we've got some Wisconsin whiskey. We've got some Texas whiskey. Uh, Ver- Vermont. We have Vermont whiskey. We've got Vermont whiskey. We've got some whiskey from all over the country. Uh, if you've got something that you want to share with us and you want us to taste on the show, by all means, uh, get in touch with us on the Facebook group and send it to us. And we'll yeah. we'll gladly take a taste and give you our notes and, and mention you on air so you can be part of the uh, the Awesomeness Club. Yeah, the Awesomeness Club. Yeah, well, Magnificent Bastards Taken. So yeah, if you want to if you want to share what you're drinking, by all means, share with us and we'll we'll drink it on the show. Brant it's been a fun night in the speakeasy. It absolutely has, Josh. Thanks for coming and uh, and hanging out. I know it was a long drive to get here. Hope uh, you got an Uber credit or discount or something to get uh, <laughs> to get home. Just watch yourself getting up those stairs. Yeah, those yes. stairs are a doozy. But thanks for having me down again. As we say on all of our shows, I'm going to leave you with our our club mission statement. May your time here be educational and enjoyable. If you came here to learn, drink what you have learned. If you came here to share. Share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink drink up. up.